Welcome to the podcast, Meet My Potential, where Deepa chats with leaders around the world once a week or simply shares her insights. This podcast is for those who aspire to meet their highest inner potential. Each episode brings you one simple tool that you can apply at work or in life. Hello and welcome to this episode. This is the last episode of the year 2018 and this is part three of Why Changes Hard. If you haven't heard the previous episodes, I highly recommend you to go listen to them so that this one will make much more sense. Nevertheless, you can still listen to this one and go back and catch up on the first two parts of Why Change is Hard. The seventh reason why change is hard is because it's hard to deal with negative comments. Hmm. What are negative comments? Well, we all know what are negative comments, but let me first talk about positive comments. Let's say you present an idea to your team and your team says, oh, that's a wonderful idea. Oh, we should do that. Oh. And if we do that, we can also do this. Well, you see the whole energy just completely shifts when your idea is well accepted and people are positive about it and they start to see along the same lines as you. You get excited and there is more positive energy in the conversation. There's more co-creation. Now let's take on the other hand, you hear a negative comment. Let's say you make a suggestion. Oh, how about trying this? And people say, Oh, that's too risky. Oh, but we don't have resources to do that. Oh, that's completely unrealistic. Have you thought about the consequences if this were to happen or that were to happen? Oh my God. I can totally see your face and how that feels. I know that when someone tells me, oh, that's a totally bad idea. I know my face shrinks and we go like, oh my God, not again. Not again. Why do I have to deal with this? Let me give you an example of how this turns out in an organization at work. I'm going to talk to you about a manager who I spoke to a couple of weeks back. Let's call him Tom. Tom mentioned that we have a very inspiring and a great product that's losing money in the market every year. And we really need to try new ways to sell this. But every time I propose a new idea or one of the team leaders proposes a new idea, the team just talks about how the idea will not work. They keep applying the same recipe. Well, you and I know that if you apply the same recipe, you're going to get the same results. And if you want a new result, then you need to apply a new recipe. Easier said than done. So what was going on? So this team was losing money on a product that they were not selling, even though it was a great product. They just needed to increase the sales, but the team was not trying new ways to sell it. Hmm. So let's look at Tom's approach. What was he actually doing to get his ideas across to his team? Every time his team mentioned that this was not a good idea, he was providing counter arguments of why his idea was a good one. So he was actually looking at the positive aspects of the change. And his team was looking at the downsides, the negative aspects of the idea. Now, what Tom was also doing was Tom was looking at the negative aspects of the old way of working, of the old recipe. And the team was actually looking at the positive aspects of the old way of working, of the old recipe, of the current recipe that they were applying. So the entire dialogue was completely tangential. If you actually put on one side of the quadrant 
the old recipe and on the other side of the quadrant, you put the new recipe and you divide the quadrant into upper segment and lower segment. You're putting the positive aspects of the old way and the new way on the top and the negative aspects of the old way and the new way at the bottom. So you have a quadrant with positive, negative, positive, negative, the old and the new way of working. Now, Tom and his team were having a completely tangential dialogue And when people have a tangential dialogue, we meet a conversational deadlock. Nothing moves. Ideas don't go further. Ideas don't go further. Business results are the same. So you might say, so what do we do, Deepa? Well, the first thing from a logical aspect would be to go learn about how can we have conversations that focus on the same aspect of the quadrant rather than having a tangential dialogue. You can do that. You can, I recommend you to go learn about Polarity Works by Barry Johnson. I'll put a link out there. And the first tip that I want to give you before you even explore that is to keep a soft focus on results. What do I mean by keep a soft focus on the results? Let me talk to you about that with this example. So Tom was focused on moving forward and achieving goals. And having a conversation to talk about the negative aspects of his idea was completely draining to him. And he just didn't want to explore that. And as he was avoiding to explore that, he was also avoiding what the positive aspects of the current recipes that people were honoring and people feared to lose them. What happens is when you get too narrowly focused on the results, you fail to see what's in the periphery. And in the periphery were teams' concerns, teams' fear of, what if I lose the advantages of my current recipe? So have a soft focus on the goal. Because when you have a soft focus on the goal and when you have a soft focus on the results, you start to see people as people. You start to consider them. And you start to build from what is present in front of you, rather than from how people should be. The eighth reason why change is hard is because people are doing a second job. Hmm, what's a second job? Robert Keegan and Lisa Leahy, in their book on everyone culture, they talk about how people are doing a second job. A second job is when people are covering up their mistakes, when people are covering up their weaknesses, and when they spend a lot of time and energy managing how other people should see them, trying to manage other people's impressions, trying to do presentations just to make an impression on other people, or let's say showing only what is advantageous to them, or when people start to manage and filter information flow so that they have control over the situation, or when people are hiding their doubts about something, or simply when people are playing politics. I got so interested in this topic that I ran a survey interviewing people across three different sectors about the second job. And I'll be going into the depths of organizational politics in another episode. Nevertheless, what we can see is very clearly employees are paid to do a second job. That is covering up their mistakes, making presentations just to look good, trying to keep information so that others are not benefited And people are not only paid to do the second job, but the people who do the second job, they don't evolve because when you don't look at your mistakes, you don't grow yourself. 
And this leads to frustration because people by nature, they want to grow and learn. So it's self-sabotaging mechanism for people when they do a second job is they're damaging their own career by not learning from failures and mistakes. So we've somehow created a culture that is working around in circles, spending a whole lot of time and money and not meeting goals. Let me give you an example of a digital transformation team where, especially in agile methodology, people are encouraged to fail fast. Why are people encouraged to fail fast? Well, people are encouraged to fail fast so that they can bring learnings early on in the cycle and therefore reduce the costs of significantly big failures. And another reason why people are encouraged to fail fast is so that the more people are encouraged to try new things and fail, and as a means of failing, there is more learning in the project early on in the cycle, and therefore you can steer the project in the right direction. Now, there are certain industries where, of course, we can't afford failure, especially when it comes to safety and the lives of people. But let's say we're not looking at those black and white cases. There are many gray areas where safety is not an issue. Well, most senior managers, they tell me that I have no idea how a small failure will affect my career. And I'm not willing to put my failure out there and talk to people about it and jump off the cliff. Wow. A very organization which is pushing agile. This is what we hear from managers. So are organizations creating job safety for people to be more agile? Are we creating a structure for people to actually follow Agile? We need to take care of people in the organization if we want them to take risks and if we want them to fail and if we really want to reap the benefits of early failure. So the first tip that I can give you, so people don't spend too much time and energy in doing a second job is, number one, create a culture where it is completely, completely unacceptable to not analyze and learn from mistakes. I'll repeat that. Create a culture where it is completely unacceptable to not analyze and learn from mistakes. And the more painful the mistake, the more we need to love them. And look at the mistake with compassion and bring out the learnings that benefits the person and also the organization. Because when you don't love the most painful mistakes, That is exactly when you lose the big juicy learning that can help you really to move ahead faster and better. And not doing so puts the individual's career at stake because then we're not promoting failure. And the organization forms a culture where there are more elephants in the room. The second tip is, well, if the organization provides safety for its employees and encourages failure, then please, please, please receive feedback. I spoke about this in part two, where I talk about how receiving feedback is one of the critical aspects for change to happen. Because when you don't receive feedback and when you don't act on it, the exit doors open pretty quickly. I hope you enjoyed these eight different aspects of why change is hard and look forward to catching up with you next year. Take care. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to know more how you can meet your potential, check out www.meetmypotential.com 
That's www.meetmypotential.com. Join us again. And until then, stay cool.